With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to episode seventy-three, four. Seventy-four. Blimey! Yeah, God, through these episodes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> more episodes than England have runs, don't we? Uh, you know, um, the, the sad thing is that was actually true in the third test. But mm. anyway, there we are. Yes, with uh, another wrong end of the stick podcast with quite a well. I don't know about a controversial topic to kind of talk about today. I don't know how you would describe it, but. It could be controversial, isn't it, in some ways? I think basically we are going to save English cricket with this podcast. Um, this Just this episode in particular, I think, is going to save English cricket. So, you know, I mean, that's a controversial statement in itself, isn't it, really? You are quite controversial. It's an ambitious statement, anyway. I'll give it that. <laughs> give it that. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think the... I mean, cricket, the world of cricket, certainly English cricket anywhere, has been full of talk of how do you fix English cricket, which I think the Ashes performances have fairly comprehensively demonstrated it is broken. Mm. Um, But also not just the Ashes. This is not just a one-off issue. This has been the worst. 2021 was the worst year for English Test cricket ever. Wow. Uh, so it it's yeah there are clearly clearly massive massive problems and there's there's stuff that yeah there's lots of people talking and there's lots of buzz around how do you fix it what do you do going forward and various pundits have put stuff forward and um you know there was been talk of there was a lot of talk um circling around whether Joe Root should be replaced as captain mm. we talked about that so, yeah. There's I was gonna say there's talk. It's it's not been officially confirmed, but seems pretty much nailed on that the coach, uh, Chris Silverwood, is going to be sacked as soon as soon as this series is finished. There's people effectively interviewing for his job already, so that wow. seems like um it's gonna happen. Um but there's also a lot of talk around the bigger, wider problems and I think it's one of those that we want to focus on, but you know, a lot of the talk has been around county cricket 
and, mm. and the fact that there's not enough county cricket being played and that's therefore, you know, England players are not getting enough practice and it's not at the right time of year and all kinds of, of bits and pieces there. But yeah, it's 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 a bit of a mess to be honest, isn't it? I mean if if we look at the performances that have led us to this, England have lost three straight tests in mm. Australia extremely comprehensively. Yeah. Um I mean, Stuart Broad was quoted as saying the other day that it doesn't matter how good your bowlers are if your batsmen are only getting 140-odd runs, which I don't disagree with as a statement. That is true. Mm. However, that also tries to paper over the cracks of how England's bowling has been as well, because England's bowlers have not done it. I think Mm. in three tests so far, we've only actually bowled the Australians out in an innings twice. No, we've never we've not taken twenty wickets in. No, we've not taken anywhere near twenty wickets in in any of the tests so far. So that that is also a problem. It's not as if the bowlers are doing perfectly fine, and it's just the batsman. This is this is a a problem throughout the team. I think. Yeah, I, th- I think, and when we've talked about selection, and we've talked about you know bowlers, and, and sometimes it's people are out of form or. You know, uh, people are injured and stuff, but I, I don't think it's any one particular area. I know we've, we've talked about at different times throughout the year, you know, whether it's the top order batsman or the fact that we don't have a spinner, but it is part of, a, I think, a wider problem, which is what you're kind of getting at there. And I, I think you're right. Um, yeah, maybe the ship and, you know, new coaches, possibly new captain, all of those things, but is there something fundamentally there that we're, that we're missing who knows um yeah and, and i think that's it i think you're right there's there's i think you tried to fix you know the fact that we don't have a spinner or the fact that we don't have this or, or that that that's not really getting to the root cause of the problem and i think that's what a lot of people are actually recognizing mm. um you know kevin peterson was caused a bit of a, i mean he always caused a bit of a stir on, on various, <laughs> various yeah. things but he was saying how they should franchise county cricket and and basically get rid of the counties and franchise it and and get more foreign players in to play so people are playing with the best people and all the rest of it and mm. you know I think that's not necessarily an answer I think it's, <clears throat> I think it's good that people throw these things out there because I think it's good to get things like that talked about um, yeah a lot of the the sort of hundred hating crowd are very much on uh, oh well this is the fault of the hundred and and there should be more. Red ball cricket being played in the middle of the summer, and this is to blame. For me, that's that's this is a long, long, much longer um, problem, and that the problem with that point of view for me is that that suggests that you can't you you're, you have to pick between red ball or white ball to be yeah. successful, and that's not true. If you look New Zealand. They were in the World Test Championship. They also won the World Cup and, and, and have been in finals and all the rest of it for years. They're, they're successfully managing to balance two very, very successful teams. Mm. So that's not that, that's not a reason for me. Like they have the same scheduling issues that everybody else does. They're doing it off a you know a, a much smaller pool of, of you know a much smaller population than we are. So um, you know I, I, I think that is not. You know, I'm not saying that that isn't a problem, and, and actually playing some longer form cricket in the middle of the summer wouldn't be a good thing, but it's not the reason. It's not the sole reason behind the systemic 
issues I think that we're seeing. Mm. Um, I saw some comments about splitting into red ball and white ball, having even counties split red ball, white ball teams and having two separate teams. And we've, we've talked about that on from an England point of view for a while. Um, but again, I'm not sure that fixes the problem completely. And also does making Ben Stokes pick between the two, is that actually going to do anybody any favors? Yeah. You know, I don't think so. Yeah, I think, you know, you can say what you were, I, I feel like, and, and there are some elements of the game that need to change. There are some elements that I, I, I don't want to push. I wouldn't want to see the game turn into something that's too, um, you know, too commercialized and too, you know, franchised and all of that. I think we, we, I think we've seen a really genuinely an exciting time for cricket with the, with the hundred and a lot more equality and a lot more diversity, faster pace of the game. I don't think we need to narrow our options down and say we need to go down one particular route. I think test cricket is, it's, for me, it's, it's quite, this might lead on to some of the other things we're saying. It's it's that elite form of, of, of cricket. It's that longer game. They're test matches and it's a real, you know, it, it's the highest end of, of professional cricket that you can play. And I think we need to honour and respect that. I think how we go about, you know, that it doesn't mean that it needs to be disrupted so much in its place of kind of cricket. But I think there needs to be a lot more kind of time and care and maybe there's some there are some elements that we can bring forward to some of the new ideas that have been happening um and you know maybe it's not such a bad idea giving kind of people a bit more i don't know opening it up a little bit um in in some ways to to help that along and and to mm. to gain more interest and more traction i don't, I don't know yeah yeah um and I think that's it. I think part of the problem is I think all the things that people are pointing out are, are little bits and parts of the problem. But I think it's just it's quite complicated and there's lots of issues in there. Um, you know, one of the, the, the I mean, we've talked about should Joe Root be, be sacked. And I think the thing that we've always come back to for, for the last two years or so when people have brought this up and we've been talking about it is, is who would you ever replace him with? And I just yeah. think he's a candidate at this point. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and we when we last talked about it, it was very much because his batting was suffering, and mm. therefore we, that was to try and get that back on track. You know, the last twelve months have proven that that that's not an issue anymore. He's scored. You know, he was he's up there for certainly in like the top five for the most Test runs scored in a twelve month year ever. So, you know, he he was not far from breaking that record. So you know, mm. it's, it's certainly not not that that that's totally the issue is he a perfect captain no but do I see anybody better to take over also no um, so yeah I just you know I, I don't think there's any candidates on that on that front do you I don't, it's, it's tough I, if in a previous episode I think I, I said that it's got to be Sir Ben Stokes and I think I've seen some stuff on the news saying that he's not you know he's not he's not interested in it and and everything else, but and I think maybe this is something to do with the leadership circles. But if we look at teams like, uh, you know, maybe India or the West Indies, where the captains seem to have a lot more prominence, do you know what I mean? They seem to be, you know, that it's a decision that they're kind of taking, and 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 that they're at the forefront. And maybe there's not enough going on to 
you know, maybe it is a bit too secretive and a bit too elitist about who's going to, you know, the coaches and leadership team are making those sort of decisions um, based on what suits them and not maybe the, the, the whole team. I don't think there's really characters that come, that, that really mm. scream out at you. You know, you yeah, look at some teams like Sri Lanka and, and some other kind of, um, some of the other teams, some of the players, um, you know, they, I don't know, they just seem like they're, they're taking those opportunities to show that they're specialists in their field and that they're leaders and they can, and that they are, you know, kind of prominent in there. And I, I don't know if we've, we've got that same kind of swagger with a lot of our players. I think we've got a lot of talent. Mm, um, yeah. Have we got it, that it, character it, it's, though? It's a personality. It's it's that ruthlessness mm. to win, isn't it? I think. But um, I think one of one of the things is is you know as we said, Chris Wood is pretty much on the way out. I think we were kind of pretty damning for us when he was first appointed. Um, and say, right man. Um, was this the bowling coach? Was yeah, he was bowl- the yeah. bowling coach and mm. was brought in at a time when we were trying to fix batting. Um, Gary Kirsten is 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 the one that's and he's one that we wanted at that point. I think he's the one that we settled on saying that the one we thought would would do really well. He's the one that's put himself forward for the job again and said that one of the things he would do is to, would be to bring Alistair Cook in to that sort of coaching team as, as like the best test batsman you've had for a long time. And I was like, yeah, don't don't disagree with that. Mm. But it's also not totally going to fix everything. I think if you look at, I mean, England's batting has been terrible this year. I think if you look, if you look at in the 2021, the, the top three scorers, run scorers for England were Joe Root by a country mile. He scored something like 40% of our runs. You had Rory Burns, and then you had extras. So the other team bowling wides and no balls. I remember that. Yeah, scored you more runs than any other English batsman. I was like, that's absolutely insane. Mm. Like that's that that's that's it. That's crazy. Um, so I think it is more of more of an issue. But I think you know, getting people like Alistair Cook, who you know, he is that sort of mm. quintessential Test player, isn't he? That that's that's really what he was. I think that's a good shout. Um, getting yep. him kind kind of involved in that, but um, but again, I still don't think it's it's. I don't think you're ever going to solve it completely just by by that, you know, on its own. I think I think there's there's a spot psychology and a mental fragility to the team mm. that that is a problem, and I think there's more of that that needs to be, you know, looked at. Um, because <laughs> because England have not not done well in this tournament. Um, at all, and I think that's certainly part of the problem. Um, mm. But shall we go on to how we're going to solve it, and basically how we have almost prophesied, prophesied um, this whole issue and what our sort of topic of conversation for the day is, shall we? Yeah, I think so. So you've you've, you've kind of trailed it beautifully mm. so far in talking about. Cricket is it, it is elitist. There is there is a problem in terms of participation in it. And there was there was something that I'd seen, uh, and there was a, um, a a an interview or something that somebody gave, and they they mentioned a, a statistic, and I decided I was going to go away and, and look it up. And this was looking at how many of the current England team went to private school. Mm. 
and it's a shocking amount. It's pretty much just shy of 80%. Yes. England team. It's 18 of the tw- of 22 players went to private school, which is absolutely crazy. It's astounding. It is. And that really does show it is such an elitist sport. Mm. And the thing is, if your entire, well, you know, if 80% of your team is coming from 6% of the population, that's the amount of people that go to private school, 6% of the population, you're not going to have as good a team as if you were picking from the entire pool of, of you know, 70-odd million that, that are in this country. Mm. It's participation in cricket that is the problem. And that's kind of why we started this. We came to cricket there because we never got the opportunities. If we'd both no. gone to private schools... We absolutely, Maybe. we absolutely would have been playing. We could have been in. We could be in that England team right now. Pretty much, yeah. But and one thing that I said when we talked about this earlier in the week is that the most talented cricket players, most talented English cricket players, are not playing in the England team right now mm. because they're not playing cricket because they've never had the opportunity to play. Yeah. Um. And if they've never had been given that opportunity, then we're never going to know about them. But if you are excluding, you know, it's not completely exclusionary, but, you know, 84% of your population is not really having that opportunity, then, you know, it's just not going to be there. And I think the other thing that we we were talking about was, you know, you look at um, us when we want to go and play cricket and just play in the nets and just have a bit of a... That's that's no no facilities anywhere, Almost impossible. Absolutely yeah. impossible. And yet, I walk, I live pretty much two minutes from a private school. They've got 15 to 20 nets that sit empty 99% of the time. Yeah. And that's that's the problem, because yeah. the facilities are <clears throat> only for the elite, and they're not there for everybody. Yeah. And, and, and they're, they're not even all being fully fully used, that's the funny not, thing. Not, not, not in the slightest. I, I mean, I can count on one hand the times I see those those nets being absolutely being used. It's mm. just, but how many? If they were open, you know, I go down to my local park and there's tennis courts that have the mm. nets the nets set up, and anyone with a tennis racket and a tennis ball can go and play for free yep. at any time they want. And where where is this? Where's the equivalent for cricket? Yeah, you can't. You've got to be part of a club. But to be part of a club, you've got to be pretty invested. And you've got to kind of know what you're doing to a certain extent. You've got to know, and this is the thing, you've got, you've to, got know to know someone. Yeah, you've got to know we, we, we would have never been able to have gotten to our, you know, it's not even local for us. Our, mm. our club. Yeah. It's only because we knew someone who played cricket and just yeah. through kind of conversation, it's a bit like the Masons. You have to be invited mm. to these things. You can't just, you know, you're not going to rock up to, you know, the, the pavilion 20 miles outside your town and be like, oh, do you guys play cricket? Do you need a... Do you need a, a subpar batsman and a potential umpire on on the someone to on square leg? Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Do you need someone on square leg? It's not. It, it is an incredibly difficult um, kind of thing to get into um, because there's not many people. You know, if you compare it to football and other sports, and I think you know tennis is a really good example, but it's it's a lot more accessible. Even if I think. You know, similar amount of people play tennis in comparison and, and cricket in mm. comparison to football. But it's, there's facilities there. In private schools, they've obviously got, you know, maybe it's a money thing that they've got to do these facilities. And that's why, you know, people are coming up. But 
it doesn't take that much to get, you know, we had quick cricket sets, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't take that much to get a few stumps, you yep. know, a ball and bat and, and, and get it done. And yeah, maybe there's an issue there. Maybe, I don't know, but I think it is about access and maybe that is part of the problem. And that's why stuff like the hundred is so important. I feel in opening it up and people are very like, not not in spirit well I'm sorry but if it is looking at getting younger people more interested getting more potential cricketers cricketers into the game then you know that can like we said I think last year then that can only be a good thing Mm -hmm. Um, massively and and you're right that's that's spot on the the, the key to to fixing English cricket and I think the, the point we're kind of driving at here is getting more people playing because yeah. if far more people were playing, you're picking up more people who are not like us and actually have some talent, and you know they're going to go yeah. on and they're going to they're going to drive forward into that next level, the next level, the next level. You're going to have a much better quality of county cricket being played because you've got far more people playing, and mm-hmm. it raises the standard every time. Yeah, and and that's that's only going to be you know make it more competitive and and have more people playing, and that that's only going to be good for the game and. Yeah, in that sense, whatever you can do to get people playing is, you know, absolutely key. And, and you know, things like the 100, yeah, if that's going to drive participation. The, the fear for me is that you've got so a lot of these, like, kids clubs and stuff that were are trying to, like, attract it. But is 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 there are they being supported enough? Are there, is there enough there being done? And is there a pathway there, a proper pathway for, you know, regular you know eight-year-old child to to take that through to the next level and take it on and on and on and i don't i don't i don't think there is and i think mm-hmm. i know that's something we talked about in terms of women's cricket before but i certainly think there's there's an issue there on mm-hmm. the men's side as well um and i don't think it's i don't think there's this i don't think there's an answer there yet and i think you know things like the hundred and getting kids in and playing i think is absolutely crucial to this but I think the facilities are not there and if they are there they're not open enough and they're not known about enough because mm. we you know and particularly with COVID that's not helped because we tried to find nets in the summer last year where we could go and and play and even we'd be happy to pay for, for, for nets and nowhere was accepting it because the clubs are saying well if you're not part of our club then you can't come yep. that's it and uh, you know because of COVID reasons it's difficult and, and so that's it so we literally couldn't find anywhere, even if we were, we were willing to pay, we couldn't find anywhere to do it. Mm. So, you know, X, Y and Z kid on the street is going to find it pretty much impossible. And why would you? As a, as a kid on the street, if you're if it's not there, then if one of you's got your, your you just need one of you to have a, a football from JD mm-hmm. Sport or whatever. And then that that's what you're going to do. You are going to be playing footy. You know, yeah. it's it's easy, it's accessible and there's nothing you know but that's, and that's you're right and that's that's why England like the England football team is actually really competitive on the world stage I know they're not you know the yeah. best but but if you looked at well, like last 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 year there was a video of Tottenham Hotspur players um, like warming up playing cricket to, as like a like a social thing if you saw the video of Harry Kane bowling hmm. I was like oh he's got some serious skills <laughs> but well he may be 
you know, he could have been a phenomenal bowler, but mm. you know, he's not. He wasn't from a wealthy area. He was from you know a, a you know a, a state school in in London. What did he take up? He took up football. He could he could he could have been the next Jimmy, Jimmy Anderson. You know, he could yeah. have been a phenomenal bowler. He's got height. He's got you know. He, he, he's got pace. He, he could be a phenomenal bowler, but he's not involved at all because it's not accessible. And football is more accessible. And there's there's an element of practicality in terms of cricket's just more expensive, the equipment and stuff. However, it's not prohibitively expensive. You can get a cheap pair of pads and a cheap bat and a cheap helmet mm. and a couple of balls for not that much money. Well, and, you know. It's just, it, it's a thing, it, 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 it wouldn't take a huge amount of investment from cricketing authorities, given that the ECB have just given them themselves £2 million bonuses. Mm. You know, it, it doesn't take that much money to actually invest in some community-style nets and equipment. Yeah. That could be, you know... But even even still, it's... it's it, I think they could... You, we could say, this is where you're always going to get a bit of contention about, you know, Get some money, get some cheap gear out there, and and do this, that, and the other. And, and, and you're right. But if we look at India, for example, where mm. that's their sport of choice, mm-hmm. and they're going out there with 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 crates, mm, you know, sure. just yeah, use crates yeah. and some wide sticks, and you know, you look at them as if that's part of their kind of culture, and it's available to everybody, no matter what class it is. Um. Yeah, true. Like the participants top, top in is massive, and they yeah. don't have the equipment. So actually, you're right. It's not even about equipment because they have it there. It's um, about awareness. It's about people being. It's about I think people within cricket of the old school that are, you know, a bit of uh, a bit kind of you know the old eggs and bacon mason kind of. Mm vibes that English cricket has I think we need to soften it up a bit and wisen it if we're serious about you know it being a thing India are, are, are ranked top in, in the world for, for t- test cricket for, for, for last year um, and you just got to see that it's it's, it's in bed, it's, it isn't a, a thing now is it a money sort of issue involved and all of that kind of stuff, do people want to keep it that way well then you can't be expected to be Mm. And it, it, you're right. It links, it links back to the racism, racism episode we did. Yeah, a couple of episodes ago. Absolutely. Um, and it is it, it, that elite cricket. You look at you, you look at MCC at Lords. To become a member of the MCC, you have to be nominated by somebody who knows somebody, and then you have to sit yep. on the waiting list for ten years. It's the very definition of being exclusive. Exclusive, and yeah. Exclusive yeah. and exclusionary. And actually, the people at the top of cricket and involved and, and to a big degree in county cricket mm. they quite like the fact that it's quite exclusive and all the yeah, rest yeah. of it of course and, and you know because it's traditional but the traditions aren't working the traditions don't <clears> don't work <throat> and I, I don't think you should throw everything out and I'm not saying that you just get rid of it all and all traditions you just need to scrap it all and I'm not saying you know Kevin Peterson's right and Gonna, you know, scrap everything and, and franchise and do this and do that and make it all glitzy and glamorous. There's, there's, there's compromises to be made, but mm. the people involved in cricketing authorities and, and at county and, and England level need to be willing to change, yeah. to accept change, and to uh, accept not being exclusive anymore. 
there's there's a and this thing like there's a difference between tradition and the spirit of the game and people who just like to feel like they're part of an exclusive club mm. yeah and and people like to feel like that especially uh <laughs> well I sp- I'm not going to go into it too too much just to <laughs> cause any kind of rifts, but there are people who, from certain backgrounds and, and certain who enjoy that kind of, you know, this secret kind of club where they can, mm-hmm. you know, have a little gaggle, have a little gossip, exclude the people that they want, like-minded people who who like to be in those kind of positions, and, and that's not what professional sport is about. It's about recognising mm-hmm. talent, and that means casting a wide net because it, it 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 helps drive healthier competition, more diverse competition, more diverse skills, talents. Um you know, maybe that is something that needs to be kind of just looked at at cricket and the whole. And I I think we're we're making steps, you know, I think there's been some good good stuff um, you know, over the past year, but maybe that is something that for, for our test team and, and England in general um, needs to be really kind of thought about, and I think you're, I think you're spot on. And I think what you're saying is like you're right. If you think about the cricket, if you look down to even like the terminology of cricket, it's confusing and complicated. And there's almost a slight <laughs> pride in the fact that it makes like no real sense. And like we had our like seemingly stumped and stuff things early on in, in this, where we were trying to explain bits of terminology and stuff. Because it is complicated for somebody yeah. coming in from the outside. You're like, what on earth are you talking about? This makes yeah. no sense whatsoever. It's it's commented and it's it's joked about on you know TV series and on this mm. and that and and there's almost a slight pride in it. Yeah, there but, is a pride. Uh, I remember, there is. You're so right. There is a. I remember going to the pub before I played cricket, and you the test test matches all the Ashes would be on, and there'd be that one guy that would know the rules. Mm. And the worst thing you've got to think about for football is, is the offside rule, which is pretty mm. standard kind of thing. That's the most complicated thing. And I remember the, the, the kind of smugness of his face. It's like, yeah, that, he's talking about a particular position or we've got this many runs and that's what that means. You know, there is a mm-hmm. it's mind boggling and it's confusing and it's intimidating. And there, there could be a way to yeah, soften that up a bit and get people interested in it. Yeah, you're right. Because it's the one, it's one thing that really puts people off from learning about. Oh, well, cricket—it's really, really complicated. Yeah, really complicated. And yeah, and, you know, um, that's you know. I just think, um, yeah, I just, I just think it, it, it is. You've got to get over that, that, that slight smugness, pride thing where you know. Well, yes, I understand this, but uh, you know, you know, I'll, I'll explain it to you. You know, there's, there's, there's no reason. It's you know test cricket is actually pretty simple. It's two 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 sides bat twice. Who got most runs wins. You know at at its essence, yes, you get more in depth mm-hmm. with everything, and there's, there's always more complexity and things. Mm-hmm. But that's it at its essence is is two sides bat twice, and whoever mm-hmm. gets more runs wins. Yeah, that that is that is it at the end of the day, and it's not. It's not exclusive, and yes, there's a lot of depth. If you want to go into it and you want to get into the minute detail of of cricket, then yeah, there's a lot there for you, and I love it, and you love it, and you know, th- there's a lot of depth for it. We wouldn't have been able to keep a 
74 episodes of a podcast going on it if it wasn't interesting and complicated and all the rest of it. But there's a point where you've got to try and simplify it for, for, for kids and for new people to the game to make it that bit more accessible. It's what the 100 tried to do. Um, you know, 100 balls, whoever gets more runs wins, you know. That that's what it was trying. That's what it was aimed at. And yeah, there was other bits and pieces that might might have been done differently for it. But that's where that's what we've got to strive for. And I think there's a real reluctance in the cricket community to to do that. And I think there's almost a willful ignorance of it at some points because they're all talking about, oh well, should we play this game at this time of year or these games at that time of year? That's not going to solve it. That's 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 rearranging deck chairs on the Titanic. That's mm. that that's ignoring the giant iceberg that's ahead of you. Is that not enough people are playing cricket? And if you actually solve that one, you know what? The rest of it is all minor. You could you the rest of it of oh yeah, getting this bang coach as opposed to this bowling coach, that'll work itself out. Mm. Getting more people involved is where the real problem is. And that's that's the bit that that you need to solve and that's the reason we started this podcast was to try and reach out to those people who want to learn more about cricket but don't know it and don't want to feel stupid we're there feeling stupid for you um it's what what we're doing so you know in essence i think we are the solution to england's cricketing problems okay in conclusion I, i don't think anyone can argue with that i don't think so if you'd like to argue with us about that then feel free to try but i mean that seems like flawless, flawless logic to me. <laughs> to me, I'm going to get Joe Denley on the phone now. <laughs> well, no, Joe, Joe Denley's actually one of the, uh, well, one of the um, guys on the team that, that went to public school, along with Mark Woods, uh, Chris Wokes, and Ben Stokes. I didn't know that. So I, yeah. I didn't look, because Joe Denley wasn't on my list of current England players. So, um, sorry, Joe, anyway, I... All this forgiven. You are now one of my favourite England players. Come on back and um, that's. Uh, oh. oh man, what a turnaround! That's really a ride over seventy-four episodes, isn't it? <laughs> I was trying to find. I'm, I've, I've literally, as, as I've been listening as well, I've been trying to find um, some of our kind of longer-standing uh, cricketing captains to see if any of them are. Have, have, come from kind of state oh, schools. Back to England, England captains, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're all coming from prep, like prep schools yeah, and, yeah. and private schools and stuff. It's just... I it's, can't imagine that any of them would be. I mean, you look back at the most recent ones, Root, Cook, um, you know, like Mike Atherton. Yeah, they all, all absolutely would have been. So, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's it. And that's... There you go. Yeah. It's all part, all part of the issue. It really is. Um, so yeah, it's it's a it's an interesting one, I think. But you know, I think it's. I think I think that's that's the the problem that isn't being talked about enough, mm. and that's that's what we want to do. So if you want to fix English cricket, all of you listeners out there. Um, and this probably isn't going to apply to the new set of Australian listeners we seem to have acquired in the last couple of weeks. Um, but tell some of your English friends about it. Tell and pass this podcast around, and that will solve English cricket, and it will mm. make the Ashes more competitive, which I'm sure the Australians want. They don't want to just 
you know, walk yeah, over us all the time. I mean, they want to walk over us and beat us 5 0, but they want to do it against a competitive team. This is just like, this is just not fun for them, surely. They can't be like happy. They want to gloat over, you know, a, you know, beating a really talented team, not beating a team that, in all honesty, was never going to. I mean, you're the most optimistic England fan I know, and you <laughs> could only muster up predicting a draw in this series. <sighs> Yeah, which is, is, is yeah. Like we all we all saw this coming, and my only hope out of this series is that it's been so bad that it actually does become the catalyst for some sort of change. Mm. I'm being wildly optimistic there, but that I, I just that's the hope that people are looking at this in a proper way of how you actually can fix English cricket. I'd like to hear from any Australian. Listeners as well, whether or not um, they feel it's the same in Australia. I feel like it's more it's more out there, isn't it, in Australia? Yeah, because cricket is is pretty much the national sport in Australia. I know they've got um, Aussie rules football, which is massively popular as well. But basically, those are the two things that dominate the sporting calendar in Australia. Hmm. I mean, Australia are working off what, less less than half the population of England, but everyone in Australia, like through school, will be playing cricket. Hmm. So their participation levels are going to be through the roof compared to ours, and you know the same with India. And yet, and those are the two, you know, really massively popular, um, successful teams because it's 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 right up there. So I think that's that should be telling you everything you need to know. Hmm. Is that the two countries with you know really super high participation levels are the two that are the most successful. That's it's you know it's it's a simple equation, um, so yeah. But I tell you what, if anybody else out there has um, ideas on what they think should be doing should be happening to to fix Test cricket um, and fix cricket in general in England, then do let us know. We are we are active on Twitter at Wrong End Podcast. We are on Instagram at Wrong End Podcast, or you can email us at Wrong End of the Stick at Hotmail dot com. Um, yeah, please do, and you know, pass this pass this podcast along to to any non cricketing people um, that want to get involved and and you know see if they can you know pick up a bat and you know potentially be the next Joe Root because that's what we need. We need that's to be Root, really, isn't it? Let's let's be honest. Yeah, if we had four Joe Roots, we'd be fine. Smashing out. Yeah, and that's a couple not, and, more stokes, couple of blokes. It's, it's, it's not it's <laughs> not to say that all people coming through private school are the, like. Like, Joe Root came through private school, but he's a phenomenal player. And, yeah, he is, you know, probably the best English batsman we've had for a long, long time. So it's fine having that. It's just when that's the only pot of people that you're picking from, is that 6%. That's mm. that's that's a real problem. You know, yeah. when you have, you have, you just got that handful that you talked about that came from, from, from you know, state schools. State schools, yeah. That That's the problem. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah. Just get getting getting cricket out there, getting on more more about it. That's that's the solution to all of these problems. Hmm. You any more for any more? Or have we ranted? I feel like that's been quite a ranty episode. It has, but I think it's been. I think we we've been talking about it for a little while about you know accessibility of cricket, and I think it it's in line with our own journey. And I think all very relevant. So yeah, yeah. That's it from 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 my side of the fence on it. Yeah. 
And that's it from me. So thank you for listening, everyone. If you do want to get involved in the discussion on it, please do come and find us on Twitter in particular. Um, give us a nice five-star review. Let, let your friends know about this this episode in particular, because I feel like this is a this this is an impassioned plea on this one. So yeah. Um, and we will be back in a couple of weeks' time to see how well uh, the rest of the test uh, <laughs> gone, and you know, see see what happens from from there, and see if there's any signs of who the new coach might be, whether it is Gary Kirsten or, or somebody else. So we'll find out and have plenty to talk about in the future, I'm sure. So, Good stuff. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you very soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.